At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what is going on, fine citizens? Happy uh, Wild Wednesday here on the Detroit City Cast. Great to be with you. We will get to my sizzling golf picks in just a little bit. We've got to discuss the Tigers. We've got to discuss my day at Oakland Hills on Tuesday with the great Greg Coach Campy and Tony Paul and Jeff Rieger. Uh, but just want to welcome you in as we get closer and closer to football. I cannot Freaking wait, but I, I want to start before we get into the Motown betting window with the Detroit Tigers and Al Vila's moves or lack thereof. They move Grossman, they move Fulmer for almost air, and I'm starting to see a lot of social media buzz, a lot of just regular everyday fans that have been on the whole fire of bandwagon for a while. But in talking to people that cover the team, and I'm not going to mention names right now because I don't want to, you know, bring in any kind of negative feeling that they are having right now. This is more about just the, the feelings I'm getting from people that I trust that cover the team. There are some that believe that, that, that Chris Illich doesn't care. I believe he does. And I believe that Al Avila with another terrible trade deadline where, yeah, I mean, maybe the Tigers could have moved Scooble or Soto or whomever. The feeling is there's no trust for Al Avila to get the right pieces back. This team might have to do another rebuild. And that would be brutal. I mean, listen, there are very good young players on this team. I mean, you look at what Jackson Joe might end up being. And, of course, Riley Green. And we know we know that Torkelson's going to be solid. He just wasn't ready for the big leagues yet. But when you see this deadline come and go, 
and nothing of note for the Tigers. They definitely have players that could have been traded. And I'm not saying that there's going to be some kind of crazy Juan Soto deal with Detroit involved. And by the way, we talked about the Padres with 31 futures on them for the, since before the season basically started. Uh, we had one of one, 18 to one, one of 30 to one. Feel pretty great about Juan Soto going to the super team there with the Padres. But this is just disgusting. And it's funny because the Tigers win again against a team they probably should have beat. You know, Jake Foley gets the win. And Soto gets his 20th save. And, you know, Grossman traded to the Twins before the game. 5-3, to three, the Tigers win. They're 42-63. and 63. They're 17-36 and 36 away. They're terrible. And yet another trade deadline comes. And it's just the, the fate. I, I've tried to say, listen, Alavila needs some time. It, you, I'd rather have this team go through a rebuild in five, six years, whatever, and then be good for a decade as opposed to, like, not doing it the right way and not having any kind of, like, you know, forward momentum and viable long-term contention. But at this point, it just seems like Al Avila does not know what he's doing. And Chris Illich has got to make a decision. And we'll see if A.J. Hinch is the right coach or not. Last year, great. This year, terrible. Yeah, there have been injuries, but very, very bad. And it has come and gone for the Detroit Tigers, this deadline, with nothing of note. And, I mean, you, if you're a good GM, like Dombrowski got fired for going to two World Series. And then, of course, one one with the Red Sox. Of course, got fired a, a, you know, a year after that. But now he's turning the Phillies around. Al Vila hasn't really done anything. And is, is, does Chris Illich care? I guess is the big question. I mean, is he going to sell the team? I, I doubt it. Or does he know that the fans are really starting to put their arms up and say, listen, I get that it takes time to rebuild the franchise, but this Tigers team has been embarrassing, and it's an embarrassing deadline for the Detroit Tigers. You move Fulmer who you had to because you're not going to resign him anyway. You move Grossman for pretty much nothing. And, you know... It's just embarrassing and annoying and frustrating and doesn't give you a lot of hope as a Tigers fan. I mean, next year things could be completely different. Things could really, really, really be different for the Tigers next year. And then, I'm not saying all is forgiven, but the way this team looks right now is just, they're going backwards. It's embarrassing. And I feel for the great fans of the city. I've been to Comerica a bunch this year. I was at Miggy's 3000 hit game. That was awesome. But the Tigers, you know, beat some good teams here and there. But they lose to pretty much everybody. And they can't hit. The bullpen's been great. Starting pitching has been decent. But defensively not good. Offensively not good. And they're one of the worst teams in baseball. And this team should be like the Orioles. They should be moving forward. They should be getting better at looking like they're going to be a playoff team in the, in the very near future. They're going backwards after last year. I know COVID kind of ruined some stuff and, you know, got people's clock started quick or not as quick as they needed to be. All that You can make every excuse in the book. The eye test shows you that this team is going backwards. And that's unacceptable. And Alvila, it's another fail to me at a trade deadline. I know Dabrowski had his issues at times too, but he was never this bad. And 
I'm out of I'm tired of making excuses for Alvio. Really nice guy. I've covered Al for years, and he's been, I mean, I don't know him that, that well, but he's been very nice to me. It just it doesn't matter. Got to get the job done. And I, I think the Tigers are embarrassing right now. So that's uh, that's the negative side. The positive side of the, the Tuesday for me was what an incredible day at Oakland Hills South. The death match, you know, the, the, the swizzle at the South. Coach Greg Campy, the, you know, long-term, you know, icon uh, at Oakland University. Been there for four-plus decades. And Tony Paul against me and Riggs. And I know that the, most people don't get a chance to play Oakland Hills South. And I know that it's, you know, it, it's tough to, ex, you know, describe what it's like. I wish everyone could play it. But I can tell you this. I've played it the last couple of years since they did the, the re, they, you know, the, I'm trying to think what's the word they used again. Not the redress. Uh, the reimagining, if you will. But since they updated Oakland Hills South, and obviously it's sadly, you know, after the clubhouse burned down this year, but before last year, uh, I've had a chance to play it. Last year, we had to rush through the last couple holes because it was about to pour. There was a really bad storm coming in. This year, we got to take our time. Even though Riggs had to get to the, the studio for a show in 97.1 because Woj was off, so he had to get in there and make sure it wasn't late. But before I say anything, i got to thank Coach Campy again because he brought us out there and, you know, full bells and whistles treatment. Just awesome. And he, he luckily and amazingly gets to play like five or six days a week there on the North and the South. But for those of you that are big golf fans like myself, I know many of you who listen to the show are, whether you play it or not, you know that it's hosted multiple majors and Ryder Cups and PGA Championships and USGA Championships. It was tough before they redid it. It is three times tougher now. The green complexes, the undulation, the speed, they were cut at like 14 today. Yeah, they got rid of a lot of the trees. The course is way tougher. The rough doesn't even look like it's that bad. It's really bad. It is very tough to hit out of. I cannot wait for them to have that U.S. Open. I think it's obviously the 2030s now. But when they get their next big you know, tournament there, just watch it on TV. It is, Or go out there and walk the course. It is awesome. By the way, we were able to, you, you know, we had a forecast today, but we did use carts. Uh, just for time purposes, because of Rieger, you're, you're normally have to walk the south. We still walked like five miles because you can't park the carts near the greens and all that stuff. But it was it was awesome. Rieger and I lost our match four and three to, to Tony and Coach, but we had some great moments. And I ended up getting a little rebate at the end. I had a, a three hole bet with Coach Campy that I ended up playing really well in the final three holes, and my, I set my number. Uh, in the, for the back nine at 57 and a half, including for the blue tee, 7,000 yards, just way not my game, but wanted to test myself. And I ended up hitting it on the number. If it was a 58, I lose a 57, I win. Number was 57 and a half. And on 17, the par three, playing, playing about 200, I was a little short into the bunker. I used to use driver. It kind of just blocked the driver up there. And I had one of the great, what, I, what Tony Paul said was the greatest shot of anyone all day. I somehow have become a decent sand player and maybe it's taking around lesson or just realizing I got to open the club face. I used to never be able to get on the sand. Now I'm always getting out of the sand, but I had a ridiculous shot out of this, you know, very steep bunker to within two feet for a par. And I didn't know this. I didn't want to know Tony and coach Campy knew I would have had to get a seven or better to beat my number on the par five eighteen that plays super long. It's like five something. 
and I had this incredible chip to about three feet that got me there in seven, and I beat it by one. I did shoot a 118. I'm not embarrassed about it. We played from 7,000 yards. I was there in two and three a lot, and I three-putted and four-putted several times. Uh, it was, it was, it's just, it is an incredibly stressful but beautiful round of golf because you know you're playing history. You know you're playing one of the toughest and best courses in the country, but it's so damn, I mean, I'm getting a lot better. I'm finally driving well. I can hit my irons well. I'm putting a lot better, but it's still unbelievably hard. Greg Campy is an incredible, he's become an incredible golfer. Shoots in the 70s all the time. He shot an 85 and that was still incredible. In 85 today with 20 mile an hour winds and the greens cut at 14, 14 and a half. 85 is unbelievable. He shot, a, I think it was a 42, 43. And every time it looked like he was in trouble, like many golfers that are very low handicaps or plus golfers, they're never really in trouble. It seemed like he was in trouble, always putting for par. Bunch of birdie putts. Very few bogeys. But what a day. Thanks to coach. We had such a great time. Uh, the weather was perfect. Just knowing that you're walking amongst the giants of Ben Hogan and Arnie and Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods and so many that have played there in the past. Uh, you know, Ben Hogan once said, it'll bring you to your knees. Then, you know, that's what he said. It's a monster. And I'd rather be on my knees looking at that majesticness than not. And it brought me to my knees, that's for sure. But it was Awesome. I'm still very, uh, very sore from yesterday, uh, but really enjoying uh, just, you know, the, the sleep I had last night, kind of dreaming about it. I dreamed about it the day before. I know how lucky I am, and Jeff Rieger knows, of course, and Tony, uh, you know, as well. Know how lucky we are to play it. It's so tough to be able to play that course, and I wish all of you could have been there. Hopefully, some of you listening will be able to play it someday. My good friend Jim McLeod from my golf league with my dad. Uh, said that if I can get him on Oakland Hill South, not like I'm a member or anything, but if I can find a way to get him on, he will give me a crane. He sells cranes for like, you know, arcades and bowling alleys, etc. I will have my own crane in the Squatch compound if I can find a way to get him on Oakland Hill South. Uh, but I just hope that everyone that's a golfer out there listening gets a chance to play it because it's unfreaking believable. So big thanks again to Coach Campy and a great day with Reeves and Tony. Uh, we were in it. We actually, we, on the front nine, we cut it. We actually tied it up for the majority of the front nine. Then we went down one and then two and then back down to one, then back down two and then up to three and then back down to two. But then with four holes to go, uh, we were down by three and we lost the next hole and that was it. Uh, and that's why I made my three hole bet with, with coach Campy and I won that. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, just an incredible day out there and, uh, I can't wait to do it again sometime soon. Just, uh, you know, you know you're playing something special. And, and it's, especially for a guy like me, it's like a 22 and Reeves is close to me in that kind of handicap. It's just, it's really freaking tough. It's tough for the good golfers. But you don't get a chance often to play one of the best courses in the country. So very grateful for that. All right, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. That's today. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only gambling problem. Call 
7117. Speaking of tennis, got a lot of tennis action going on over the next few weeks. We're getting closer and closer to the U.S. Open. I actually have never been to the U.S. Open before. It's one of my bucket list events. I've been lucky enough to be to so many different sporting events throughout my career in life. Uh, but that's one of them. And I was looking at tickets. And some nights they're really not that expensive in Arthur Ashe. Other nights they're very expensive. And, you know, a lot of celebrities get out there and they have those boxes and they have good courtside seats. But I will definitely get myself to a U.S. Open very, very soon. Let's take a look at the Tigers and Twins as they continue their series for Minnesota. It's a 110 start today. And you take a look at the pitching matchup after the Tigers somehow, some way, keep beating teams they should not beat. It was a solid game last night. 5-3 to three for Detroit. Uh, you know, Minnesota made a ton of deals on the day. But in the end, it was some nice stuff by Riley Green, who scored scope to tie the game at 2 in the 5th. And later on, uh, Banu had an infield single that scored Haas. Green singled again, scoring scope to make it 4-3. to three. Uh, And Baez won the Well, I mean, I guess Green won the game in essence. But Baez also added on with... Uh, a single to center scoring Badu. As I mentioned, Foley did get the win. And the Tigers had Matt Manning back on the mound. He went five innings, scattered five hits, three earned, four walks, and one K. He's now got a 3-4-6 ERA. So now it is game number two. And it's a day game out there in Minnesota. Uh, the Twins are a team that believe that they can, you know, win this uh, AL Central. You know, the White Sox are involved. The Guardians are involved. Uh, it will be Alexander going to the mound for the Tigers. 2-4 uh, and four at 4.1 uh, OERA. And Ryan from Minnesota, who's a really solid, 7-4 with a 3.78 ERA. And, you know, you look at the division right now, and the Twins made some moves. Nothing crazy, but they made some moves. They lead it by one over Cleveland and two over the White Sox. Obviously, the Tigers are way out of it. All those teams have been very similar the last 10 games. Twins four and six of the last ten. Guardians five. I hate that name, by the way. Five and five of the last ten. White Sox six and four of their last ten. It's going to be an interesting race down, you know, to the finish here. And maybe the Tigers can play spoiler in some way, you know, shape or form. Uh, the Twins, by the way, at Bet Rivers minus two ten. Tigers plus one seventy five. Twinkies minus one and a half, minus one hundred four. Tigers plus one and a half, minus one twenty one. And the total eight and a half. Over minus 107, under minus 110. Listen, for me, as I've told you, we're not just going to give out Tigers plays to give them out. If I like a certain game, obviously I'm going to give it to you. But right now, it's a stay away again for me. I looked at the total. I feel like that's where it should be. No value for me there. Not laying 210 on the Twins way. The Tigers have played some good teams as of late. Uh, and I'm not touching the run line either. So to me, it's a stay away with the Detroit Tigers and the Minnesota Twins in game number two. And by the way, if you didn't know, couple days, the Hall of Fame game at Tom Benson Stadium in Ohio. I forgot that it was this close. It was this soon. Jags and Raiders got the uh, preseason camp started, or their training camp started earlier than the other teams. We got NFL football on August 4th. nuts. Raiders, by the way, at Bet Rivers minus 141. Jags plus 116. Uh, on the money line, the Raiders minus 2.5, minus 118. Jags plus 2.5, minus 104. Total 30.5, over minus 107. Under minus 114. Now, laugh at me if you want, but I've discussed this on the show before. There is value in betting some preseason. Not this game, but I will definitely be giving you not just Lions games, and maybe I won't give you any Lions games, but I have a feeling I'll probably like one or two Lions preseason games. 
There is some value in betting preseason. It's all about depth charts. It's all about what coaches want to do. You can find out by just doing some research and looking on Twitter and different you know websites about what coaches are saying. Sometimes the coaches are lying, but most of the times, you know, if they want to install a certain offense or they're going to you know play a certain player for two or three quarters, a lot of times they're telling the truth. And you can find certain things when there's battles for quarterback positioning and running back and wide receivers and other kind of things. Uh, when it comes to maybe an offensive coordinator really wanting to go full board a preseason game, others wanting to not really show anything, you know, talking about totals and talking about point spreads. There will be some times where I will give you plays either on this show or on my Twitter at DailyShotty71 for the preseason because there's definitely some value. Not crazy value all the time, but there's a lot more value than some of you think. I remember I was made fun of by my, my late great friend Jamie Samuelson when I hosted some shows with him about betting on the preseason and then he would see what I was doing and why I was betting on certain teams and that I had a pretty darn good record in the preseason. He'd say, all right, you know what? You might still be degenerate, but you're making sense here with your bets. So keep uh, tuned and stay tuned for that. Take a look at the odds. We'll get to my picks a little bit here for the Wyndham Championship. One more week, we got the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, headed out uh, towards the la- latter part of the season, and then we get to the Tour Championship. Uh, Will Zalatoris is the favorite out of the Wyndham 14 to 1 along with Shane Lowry and Sanjay Ian. They're all 14 to 1. Webb Simpson, 18 to 1. Billy Horschel, 20 to 1, along with Russell Henley, Corey Connors, all at 20 to 1. Si Woo Kim is at 25 to 1. Kevin Kistner and Adam Scott at 28 to 1. Aaron Wise, Harold Varner III, and Taylor Penrith almost got the job done last week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic until he failed in the end. Kim Ju Hung, who had a great week last week as well. Tyrell Hatton uh, and JT Posted all at 33 to 1. Then you got Denny McCarthy at 35 to 1. Scott Stallings, 40 to 1 at Bent Rivers. Uh, Christian Bezenhut at 45 to 1. Then a bunch at 50 to 1. Keith Mitchell, Davis Riley, Justin Rose, and Sebastian Munoz. Not a bad field for the Wyndham. And you remember, this is a week, and we're going to talk about this coming up next. This is a week where you're going to focus on guys that are scraping by or need to get up that FedEx Cup list to make the playoffs, whether it's in matchups. Top 10s, top 20s, top 5s. There's going to be some good plays when it comes to that. Not that not that every one of this tournament isn't motivated, but you know, guys like Will Zalatoris, Tyrell Hatton, Shane Lowry, Billy Horschel, Simpson, they're firmly in the FedEx Cup playoffs. They're obviously trying to win. And Tony Finau, against what I thought, first time in three years, I think he was going to go back-to-back because we haven't had a PGA player do that in three years since Brandon Todd in 2019. He went back-to-back. These guys want to be in good form. So, of course, they're going out there to try to win. Sometimes you have guys, you know, there was people thought Dustin Johnson was mailing it in when he came to the Rocket Mortgage one year. And Bryson DeChambeau, after he won it, you know, came back and maybe was mailing it in, just getting paid to be here. Or, I'm sorry, the first year. So, you're not going to see a lot of this in this final tournament here. I mean, these guys are going to obviously try to win, but you got a lot of guys towards, the you know, that 125 mark below it or above it that are hanging out for dear life when it comes to making the FedEx Cup playoffs, which can mean a lot more money to them. So that's a very important thing to look at with this final week before the playoffs begin. All right, that's a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. Coming up next, we will get to my sizzling golf picks for the Wyndham Championship right here on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by Bat Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Here we go, my selections for the Wyndham Championship. And, you know, we had three, four guys that really had a chance last week and finished in the top 20. Uh, but Tony Finau just kind of ran away with this thing. And, and it almost pulled the trigger on Taylor Penrith, but just wasn't buying. And obviously, he ended, he ended up winning. But doing a top five would have been nice with Taylor Penrith. I just didn't believe that, you know, coming off the injury, he would be ready uh, at the Rocket. But it was great being out there and great seeing Tony Finau uh, you know, two big names, two, I don't want to say no names, but Cam Davis, Cam, uh, Nate Lashley, Bryson DeChambeau, and who's no longer on the tour, and uh, Tony Finau, winners of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, a very, uh, you know, thriving event in the city of Detroit, and it's great to have a PGA Championship event here. Uh, so let's get into my plays here. And as I mentioned, you got to look at guys that are on the bubble. Guys that are in that, you know, 120 to 125 range and right below that. And you look at this course, the, you know, the Sedgefield Country Club, par 70, 7,100 yards. Donald Ross design, much like, uh, you know, Detroit Golf Club, obviously. Just where they played last week. Uh, so feed out the field, maybe you go with them again. Uh, but there are some guys in the field that I do like for this Donald Ross design that had good, uh, you know, um, success last week. So you've got that. And this is a course that's been around since the 1920s. Greens, very tricky, but the course definitely has played to low scores. Five of the past six winning totals have been 21 under par or better. We just had Finau at 2,600, the lowest ever in the history of the four years that the Rocket Mortgage has been there. So I want to start with this. And at Bet Rivers, as as, I've mentioned on various shows, you can bet top fives, top tens, top twenties, matchups, outrights, and live throughout the tournament. There are three guys that I would favor in matchups, but more so in top 20s, because you can get some good prices on them, that need to have a good week to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. And this is how it follows. Ricky Fowler, he's right at the bottom there. You know, 123 right now. I like Ricky Fowler to, to finish in the top 20. And, you know, this is a guy who I used to love backing in the majors, getting him 30, 40, 50 to 1. He obviously isn't the same guy. He's completely switched his swing. Maybe he gets back into it. He's still in his little, thir- you know, early 30s, so he's got a chance. But I think Ricky Fowler making the playoffs would be a good thing for him. I like him in a top 20. Chesson Hadley, you know, this is a guy that we've taken a couple times. And one time, you know, finished in the top 15. Another time, you know, was right there in the top 10. And then ended up finishing in the top 20. I like Chesson Hadley, uh, you know, in, in matchups and obviously in the top 20. And I really like that these are the, the one player I have that is outside of the top 20, uh, 125. Danny Willett, the former Masters champion, I saw him play up close and personal, uh, had a great chip on, on 14 and got it to like two feet for a birdie. Um, Danny Willett, I think, is going to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. And obviously, he has to be you know in the top 20 or so to get it ju- done. I like uh, Danny Willett in the top 20 in, in matchups as well. So those are the three players that I look at when it comes to, you know, taking just top 20s, not outrights, uh, but to be able to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs, Hadley and Fowler to keep their spots and Willett to get into that top 125. Look at some of the names, by the way. Here's the bubble for you. Hadley, Kramer Hickok, Fowler, Matt Wallace, Austin Smotherman. They're in. Then Max McGreevy, Danny Willett, Justin Lower, Nick Hardy, Cam Champ, Kelly Kraft, Michael uh, Gliak, 
Uh, Francisco Molinari, the former Open champion. Eric Van Ruin, who had a great start to the season, has really kind of failed. Uh, Martin Trainer, Doc Redman, an up-and-comer. Brian Stewart, the local Michigan product. Harry Big Ring Higgs, Hinkley Biota, Rory Sabatini. Those are all on the outside looking in. I'm not going to make 10 plays on those guys, but I, I the ones I gave you I like. Chesson Hadley, Fowler, and Danny Willett. Uh, and obviously, if Hadley and Fowler finish in the top 20, uh, they're very likely, as crazy things happen, are going to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. Willett, same thing if he makes the top 20, should get in as well. Now, here are the plays for you. I've got four of them as far as outrights go. And, you know, taking a look at Bet Rivers, lines obviously change based on when you listen to the show on Wednesday. I would get them in, you know, as soon as you can because these players, I don't believe their odds, are going to go up. I'm going to start with Denny McCarthy. Right around 40-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers. Four top tens in 2022. Three in his last five starts. You know, it finished seventh in the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, he did miss a cut last week at the, at the Rocket after he had three weeks off. This is, I, I love this spot for him. He's one of the best putters of the tour. Ranks first over the last 24 rounds for stroke game putting. Uh, Denny McCarthy, a play for me, a full unit play at 40-1. to 1. Also, the reason I didn't back Fidel last week is no one on the tour has won back-to-back since Brendan Todd did it in 2019. Well, guess what? Brendan Todd around 101. This is a guy that I think has a great chance on this course. It fits him really well. He finished 10th last year in this tournament. Uh, he ranks first in the field over the last 24 rounds for strokes gained on the par fours, 400 to 450 yards, and second for strokes gained overall. And uh, strokes, I'm sorry, second for strokes gained putting and six for fairways gained. All three things you need at this course at Centrefield Country Club. I like Brendan Todd at around 100 to 1. And then, you know, you look at the top of the leaderboard. Will Zalatoris, you know I love this guy. I think he had a run, you know, he ended up having a great couple days after he made the cut on the number. I watched him make the cut on the number uh, on Friday out there at the Rocket Mortgage. I still think Will Zalatoris is going to get a win this year. Maybe it comes in the playoffs, but I'm going to back him again here. It's a unit, a full unit play on him as well. At 14-1, I know he's the co-favorite with Shane Lowry, but I think Zalatoris bounces back, and this is the kind of field where he can definitely take advantage. He is the favorite for a reason. I rarely take favorites, but I'm going to ride Will Zalatoris. And then another guy that I really love is Russell Henley. Russell Henley was a you know almost a play for us at the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, it did come into fruition, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm glad because Russell Henley could have been better, but finished strongly. I think this is another great course fit for him. He comes in at 20 to 1. And when you look at a field like this where you're not going to have top four, five, six guys in the world aside from Zalatoris, who's right in the mix there, you know, getting a guy like Henley in this field at 20 to 1, if it was another tournament, it would be closer to 30 or 40 to 1. 20 to 1 is still good value. So I like Russell Henley as well at 20 to 1. Uh, I did look at a couple other players, a lean to Corey Connors. A lean to Harold Varner the third at thirty three to one. Uh, Connors at twenty to one. They're not official plays, but I'm going to monitor what they do in round number one uh, coming up tomorrow. And as you know, if I like things, I'll put them on Twitter throughout the tournament. Always like you know to have a chance to back your bets up or hedge them. And I think Harold uh, Varner the third, as I've, I've I've kind of explained to you in, in very you know many shows in the past. Let's say Varner you know finishes two under, the leaders are at six under, and his odds are similar to what they started. 33 to 1 right now. They go down to 29 to 1. That's where you would pull the trigger on him. Same thing with Russell Henley. Let's say Russell Henley shoots a 100. The leaders are at 5 or 6. He's 4 or 5 off the lead. His odds are, you know, 20 to 1, 25 to 1, right around that. 
I would definitely pull the trigger on Russell Henley. That's what I will do personally. But for now, as I mentioned, Brennan Todd, full unit play. Will Zalatoris, full unit play. Russell Henley, uh, or I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, Russell Henley, a full unit play as well uh, at 20 to 1. And then, you know, when you look at what someone like Danny McCarthy, 35 to 41, can do, I think he is a great play coming up this week. I, I almost was going to go with D- Davis Riley again. I didn't like the way he played and obviously missing the cut last week. I'm going to stay away from him. He's 50 to 1. But he is also another guy that's on my list to monitor uh, if things, you know, stay at least in, in decent stead in the first round or two. If he makes the weekend and maybe his odds stick stick around 50 to 1, he's 5 6 off the lead. He could definitely be someone that would be worth uh, pouncing on for and outright. But definitely going to focus on, as I mentioned, those three players that are trying to make the FedEx Cup playoffs in Ricky Fowler, Danny Willett, and Chesson Hadley. Uh, Look at some of the matchups, see if there's any good value there. If I like a a matchup, I'll let you know about it on Twitter at Daily971. Or uh, if there's a matchup for them on Friday, we'll talk about that, uh, you know, tomorrow on the... The uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, I'll, we'll, we'll discuss what happens uh, obviously on Friday in the Fantastic Friday show after Thursday. And if there's some matchups that I like, I will pull the trigger on those as well. But this is the last week before we get to the FedEx Cup playoffs. And this is where you can make a you know a, some good hay and a lot of money and some good value in taking guys like Hadley, Fowler, and Willett for top 20s along with the guys I have for my outright. So good luck with all those wagers. And we'll see you next time on the Throwdown Thursday uh, edition of the the Detroit City Cast. We'll f- focus on some Detroit Lions uh, odds and numbers, and their preseason uh, line is out. By the way, if you're uh, excited about betting some NFL preseason football, which I told you it sometimes uh, definitely can be valuable. The Lions Falcons game week one of the preseason which kicks off uh, on August 12th at 6 p.m. from Ford Field. Lions, a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Probably no golf in that game. Plus 115, by the way, for the Lions-Falcons. Uh, minus one-and-a-half, minus 105. Moneyline Atlanta, minus 120. Lions, minus 103. And the total, 33-and-a-half, over minus 104, under minus 118. We'll see if that is a play for us, maybe, early on tomorrow on the Throwdown Thursday show. Until next time, though, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, this fine, wild Wednesday. Thanks again to Coach Campy. What a day with Rieger and Tony Paul and the coach at Oakland Hills South yesterday. Till next time, believe in the dream. Out.